I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. The Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Thanks for listening. I would be very grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast and pass it on to others that you think might benefit from it or enjoy it. Thanks. This episode, we're going to talk about something that I like to call fierce collaboration. I want you to think of yourself as a fierce negotiator after you're done listening to this. We're going to walk through some things, some ideas. We're going to walk through some different strategies about collaborative negotiation. And I want you to think about these things. I want you to think about being relentless. I want you to think about being that negotiator that you want to be, that relentless, fierce negotiator that doesn't give up, that doesn't give in. That's our focus. And some of you might be saying, wait a minute. I've listened to episodes of this podcast. I've listened to you before. And this isn't the focus that you generally take. No, not always, but I've got a plan with this one. I've got some ideas. So I want you to think about this. Do you want to be the meek, the weak, or do you want to be the fierce? But Chris, you say, we have ethics. We have morals. I know, I know. And you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have some specific ethics and morals. You know that I approach life from a Christian viewpoint, that I approach my interactions from that Christian viewpoint, and that I want to treat people with love and respect. You know that dignity and honor and righteousness are important to me. And I think they should be important to you. Now, I'm not here to legislate your morality. I'm not here to talk to you about what you should do from an ethical standpoint. You're going to need to make those decisions on your own based off of who you are, what your upbringing says, what your religious ideas contribute to your ideas about the world, You'll have to make those decisions. I'm going to give you my viewpoint. Hopefully, it'll be interesting and helpful for you. Hopefully, you can take it and you can leverage it into your life. You can think about things your way. But I'm going to talk about it in reference to getting more in our negotiations. Because honestly... That's what a lot of our organizations are looking for. More, more, more. 
that is always the goal. You go to negotiate with suppliers and it's cut the cost, right? Get it for less so that we can save more. If you go to sell to customers, sell it for a higher price, we're always looking for that opportunity for more. And then as I'm thinking along, and and those of you from a Christian background will say, but wait, Chris, doesn't the Bible say money is a root of all kinds of evils? Eh, not really, right? That's taken out of context. And for those of you that know, the entire verse is, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. And then it goes on to say, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Interesting, right? Because all of those are the things that we talk about in this podcast. And if we even go before the verse about the love of money, it also says, godliness with contentment is great gain. So, we need to balance this. We need to think about this. In the context of our negotiations, how can we bring this contentment yet still push so that we can make the decisions that we need to make for our organizations so that we can provide for our families, so that we can provide for our businesses. I come from a sales background, and I worked in startup companies. And so every meeting that I went into, every interaction that I had, people depended on that. Not just my family, but other families depended on that sale so that those that weren't in the sales function could also make a living make house payments, buy groceries. So we still need to try to maximize the outcomes. And how do we fiercely fight in the negotiation but not place that emphasis on money or my more, my gain, my individual outcome? It's not an easy question to answer. I'm going to give you three strategies, three ways that you can leverage who you are into your own ethics, into your own morality, and use that to ensure that you're fighting fiercely for those gains, but in a way that will be consistent with your ethics, be consistent with your morality. And that's an important thing. We want to have that consistency so that we are not phony, so that people can see who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. So the first thing, I want to fight not just for my gain, but for everyone, everyone who is involved in the negotiation. So it's more than just doing the right thing here. If I'm pushing 
for more gains, if I'm pushing for your gain, for people that aren't even at the table, for the con gains of the constituents, if I'm pushing for gain for everyone involved in the negotiation, what that does is it opens up more possibilities. There are more outcomes that are available. There are more creative outcomes that are available because I'm not limiting myself to my own myopic view. I'm pushing. I'm not going to accept a subpar outcome. That means I'm pushing you. I'm pushing the others involved in the negotiation. I'm pushing for your ideas, for your creativity. I'm asking deeper questions. I'm focused more on what we can do together and less on my own positions. It pushes me back to that interest focus that we've talked about in this podcast before, that interest focus that allows me to get to a creative outcome. And there are some gains here from a relationship standpoint because I'll also be fighting to ensure that these are gains based on justice, right? If I won't let you accept a lower gain, people are going to view that as just. If I won't accept a lower gain for others involved in the negotiation, but I'll fight for it, those are going to be seen as righteous gains. Gains that were there that I wasn't going to let slip through the crack. I'm not going to leave money on the table. Not even your money. And this leads me to my second strategy here. I don't want these gains to come at the expense of others. I'm not going to gain off of your back. I'm not going to gain off of your work. I need to focus first on value creation. A lot of times we go into a negotiation, we are already focused on how do we split the gains here? How do I get my cut of the value? We don't think about value creation. We only think about value distribution. I'm asking you to take the extra step. I'm asking you, if you're going to be a fierce collaborator, to go into the negotiation prepared, prepared to focus on value creation. Focus on value creation before I make an offer, before I ask for a concession, before I focus on my outcome, before I focus on your outcome, before any of that. Think about what value can we create together? What value can we, through our interdependence, create that can't be created if I do this on my own? I don't want to claim value unless I've first created value. Otherwise, it's a parasitic claim. If I go into a negotiation and I claim value, but I don't create value, that is a parasitic value claiming. 
I'm only there to get value from you. I'm not bringing value to the table. Who wants to do business with those people? I don't want to do business with those people. Do you want to do business with those people? Of course not. If I am the value creator, then I'm your preferred partner. I'm the person that you'll choose to do business with when you have a choice. We seek out the people that bring value to the table. Be that person. Be the one that is creating the value. And here's the extra bonus. You become more valuable within your organization. Not only with the people with whom you're negotiating, but also with the people for whom you're negotiating. You will become more valuable. So we want to be aware of all of the value that we can that we can find in that interdependent relationship. Remember, we're, we are negotiating with people because of that interdependence. Because we have interdependence, it allows us to gain value. Value that we couldn't have if we didn't work with these people. Find all that value. Leverage that value and make sure that you are bringing that value to the surface. And that's going to lead us into the third strategy here to become the fierce collaborator. You have to cultivate that reputation. Cultivate the view of yourself as a fierce collaborator. That means we have to give up on any view of ourselves as competitors. We have to give up the win ideas. We have to give up the ideas that are about my gain, myself, my outcome. And we have to embrace those ideas that say our gain, our outcomes, our value. How do we work together? How do we get that interdependence? And I am not going to leave this negotiation table until we've maximized outcomes. Even if that means I've got my maximum outcome, but you don't have yours, let's pursue that. Let's be fierce about pursuing that. Build that relationship. Be the person that people turn to when they're looking for that fierce collaborator. When they want someone that they're going to work with, build that reputation. People use that reputation to make decisions about how they're going to interact with you. So this will impact your relationships. It will impact how people view you from a trust standpoint. If you build a reputation that says, I am a fierce collaborator, and I don't give in. Instead, I fight for your gain. I fight for my gain. Yes, I fight for my gain. Of course I'm going to fight for my gain. But I'm also going to fight for your gain. If you build that reputation, people will come into the negotiation prepared to share information with you, prepared to talk about value creation, prepared to build that value together, and then willing willing to share that value
because they have this in their mind already that you are a fierce collaborator. So those are three strategies that you can embrace that will impact your negotiations. I almost said three easy strategies, but these are not easy. In fact, this is a more difficult road when you think about your day-to-day -day interactions. However, if you really embrace this mindset, changing to this view of negotiation will eventually, in the long run, streamline your negotiations, make value easier to come by, and make you a better negotiator overall, which will lead to better relationships, better outcomes, and in general, better interactions. And isn't that what we're all after? Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at MeyerNegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.